Greetings to you all, members, colleagues, and friends of the American Translators Association. Welcome to another great episode of the Chinese Language Division podcast. Normally, when our guest comes to the show, we talk about translations, interpretations, localization, and anything and everything that has to do with the language service industry. But today, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to talk about something fun, something to do with visiting one of the most exciting cities on the West Coast. That is Los Angeles. And why do we want to do that? Because the iconic event of our association, the ATA 63rd Annual Conference, is coming to LA in October. How exciting! That is just in a few months. LA has been my home for the last 15 years, and I cannot wait to see many of my colleagues and friends in my own neck of the woods at the conference. Now, when I say LA has been my home, I use the term LA very, very loosely, simply because Los Angeles is so confusingly vast and so spread out, and that to many of us, it's overwhelming. Um, but then on the other hand, uh, to some of us, LA may just be really small as uh, pop cultures and movies and songs have it, that LA is simply um, Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, and possibly uh, Disneyland. Well, there isn't really the right answer to that because, um, well, all of them could be LA, and none of them really is LA. It just all really depends on how you define LA. Anyways, enough with the riddles. Let's get on with the real meat of today's episode. Well, I leave it to you to define which part is LA and which part is not LA, I could offer some insider's information to help you efficiently navigate through the hustles and bustles of the overwhelming city while helping you make the most out of your trip to the city of angels. I'd be remiss to do this on my own. So I enlisted the help of someone. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it up for our very own Ben Carl. Ben is the perfect guest for this episode because under the several hats he wears, he is a fellow CLD member. He is on the board of directors of ATA. And most importantly, he is also based in LA. I'm sure many of you already know Ben, but I will just let Ben say hi to you all. Thank you very much, Jesse, for inviting me. I'm really, really thrilled to be here. My name is Ben Carl. I'm an ATA certified French to English, as well as Chinese to English translator and copywriter based in Long Beach, which is in the Los Angeles area. I was fortunate enough to be co-opted to the ATA board last year, and I'm running for the board again this year. And so I am here to kind of share some tips and tricks about Los Angeles in the hopes that a lot of CLD members will join us at the conference this fall. We really appreciate your taking the time to be here, Ben. Before we get into all that good stuff about LA, can we have you put on your official hat as the board member of the ATA and share with us a little bit about how LA became the hosting city of this year's conference? 
Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm new to the board, but I did my research and I can tell you that conference cities are chosen five years in advance. It's 2022. LA was chosen as a city in 2018 to host ETA 63. So there are a lot of considerations that go into picking a conference location because planning a conference, especially one of our size, is like, you know, it's a logistical feat. So right. it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. But the host city, there are a couple of factors that are really important when choosing a host city for the conference. One of the most important, I think, is that conference cities rotate between regions to try to make sure that a conference location is close to a certain segment of the membership at least once every five years. Typically, the ATA tries to pick a city that is big, like a big hub with a really good airport and good connections to lots of international destinations and obviously domestic destinations so that a maximum number of people can get here easily. Another big consideration is just kind of the types of hotels that are available and the affordability of those hotels. I know AT would love to have a conference in somewhere like New York City, but you know, a conference hotel accommodation in New York could easily run $400 a night and be really kind of too expensive or onerous for AT members. We don't have a a big corporate giant funding our conference. And we try to be very cognizant of budgets and affordability in large cities, but with decent hotels and good connections to other destinations is one way to kind of keep costs down while also making sure that a maximum number of people can attend. And then, you know, we're a really kind of cosmopolitan group of people. We love urban settings. We love walkability. We love restaurants. We love, you know, tourist offerings that are within walking distance of the hotels. So those are all factors that go into picking a particular destination and ultimately settling on a hotel as well. I wasn't involved in picking LA, but, you know, I think you and I both know that the Westin Bonaventure downtown checks a lot of those boxes. It's a really great hotel and a really walkable part of the city. And so I'm, I'm excited about having the conference there this year. The conference is ATA's sort of flagship event, right? It's, you know, what we look for, forward to all year and something that we spend a lot of time planning for and working up to. And so when the conference does well, the association does well. So making sure that the conference is a success is a top priority of the association and having it in a city like LA sets us up for success, hopefully. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm just really looking forward to it. And this is going to be the easiest conference for me to get to logistically. You know, I probably won't even need to stay at the conference hotel, but I think I will just to feel that vibe and then completely enjoying the company of fellow interpreters and translators. And then, you know, having a few drinks at night and not having to worry about mm-hmm. driving home. <laughs> totally. Well, and you and I, we can probably both take the metro to downtown to get to the hotel too. We won't even have to Uber. We can just hop on the train. It'll be great. Right. Speaking <laughs> of that, you know, right? a lot of people probably don't even know that LA has a metro system or the train. So how about we let our listener know some some about our LA subway system? Let's surprise them. So yeah, LA has a metro. LA metro is a really fairly extensive network of both underground and above ground trains and buses that go all over the city. And it's very affordable. It is safe. There are some brand new lines. The expo line goes from downtown to Santa Monica. Uh, the one, the caveat being that the 
really convenient metro connection to LAX, which is our largest airport, is not yet finished and won't be finished in time for the conference. So attendees will be able to see the tracks under construction as they come to and from the airport in October. But unfortunately, that won't be available for conference attendees. They'll have to either take a bus or Uber from the airport to the hotel. But otherwise, there are some great stops right near the hotel. And you can go to Hollywood. You can go out to Santa Monica. You can come down here to Long Beach. You can go to Pasadena. It's a really, it actually is a really great way to get around that people overlook. Um, and you'd be surprised how many people don't even know that LA has uh, a metro system. Right. Yeah. We would suggest our attendees to come here and hopefully share a, an Uber because that would be much easier, right? And not yeah, having totally. parking yeah. and the crazy traffic. 100%. Yeah. Uber and Lyft are really great options, especially if you can split the cost with somebody. And downtown is really, really walkable, but you can also take Uber or Lyft to many of the places that you would be interested in visiting. And you can also download apps like Bird or Lime, which allow you to take the little scooters that are around town, which are kind of, if you're brave enough, are a really convenient way to, uh, to get around. But I would also recommend that people avoid getting rental cars, at least during the conference time. If you are staying later and you want to drive up the coast, which I highly recommend, it is just stunningly beautiful right. um, to go highway one up the coast, you know, rent a car after, but you know, you absolutely do not need one during the conference. Right. Yeah. Because that parking cost could really, really rack up in no time. And then let's use that on something worth it, such as good food or, you know, other things. <laughs> yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> Right. And normally, Ben, when you get to a new city right after you leave the airport, what is the first thing that you look for? For me, it is food. What about you? I, I'm a big food person. I love kind of exploring what the food options are in a new destination. There are a lot of really great kind of iconic LA eateries. You know, I know a lot of people are really excited to try In-N-Out Burger if they haven't yet, because it's just a West Coast thing and they don't have them in other parts of the United States. And, you know, they make like four things on their menu, you know, and they have their secret menu too, if you know where to look for that. But, right. you know, it's, it's a fun thing to try and really kind of an iconic LA experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Ben, you mentioned that the LA downtown area is very walkable. I very much agree. But just like all the other big cities, we've we've got the pretty things to offer. And we also have the not so pretty things to, to bear in mind, such as the homelessness, unfortunately. And maybe it won't be such a good idea to roam around after sure. it gets dark. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, Los Angeles is the second largest city in the United States. Um, and so, you know, LA is a big city and there are big city risks associated with, with being here, whether that's just crossing the street because there's a lot of cars whizzing by and, you know, you need to be very aware of your surroundings or it could mean, you know, proximity to nefarious individuals. So, which isn't to say that, you know, you need to be afraid of people on the street, like no more than you would anywhere else, but just like, anywhere else, you know, walking alone at night might not be a good idea. Or if you 
turn a corner and the street is dark and there's no one on it, like maybe find an alternate route to get to where you're going, you know? And if you feel unsafe anywhere for any reason, certainly find a new place to, to park yourself. You know, I think it's just a matter of trusting your intuition, making sure that your valuables are in a safe place or that, you know, you just don't even carry them with you and being mindful of where you walk. Because honestly, I think Tripping on a high curb here is probably just as likely, if not more likely than an encounter with a pickpocket or someone on the street. Because, yeah. you know, there, there are a lot of ficus trees and those trees, they push the sidewalks up and they they get very uneven. And, you know, you could very easily just like trip and face plant while you're walking around downtown, you know. So, yeah, you want to be careful of your surroundings and just kind of aware of who you're with and where you are. Be smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I also recommend, ladies, bring your flat walking shoes. We're just really casual, relaxed here. If you want to put on your high heels to look pretty for those dinners, and by all means. But also feel free to put on a pair of flats and explore the downtown area during the daytime as much as you can. And I also think it's a good idea to pack on maybe a weekend, either before or after the conference. Wouldn't you say so, Ben? I think tacking on a few extra days before or after is a really great idea. There's incredible art scene here. It really is sort of the epicenter of contemporary art in North America okay. right now. Really incredible Western art at places like the Getty Villa or the Getty Art Center, the Broad. The Broad is within walking distance of the hotel. There's great stuff for music fans for people who want to stalk celebrities and go on like a TMZ tour, or if you want to go on a relaxing hike in the Los Angeles mountains or, you know, in Hollywood up in the canyons, there's really something for everybody. The list just goes on and on and the options are endless. Yes. <laughs> we have so much to offer here. 100%. Yes. Oh, and the food, we were talking about food. I mean, yeah. people should absolutely check out, you know, Silver Lake and Koreatown and Little Tokyo and the incredible Chinese food out in the valley. And, you know, you can get incredible Armenian food and Cambodian food. You can really roll up to dozens of restaurants here, which is a lot of fun. Oh, always is. Food always makes the day. Or if yes, I, it really does. that day, food always saves the day. <laughs> 100%. Yes, I, I couldn't agree more. Okay, well, I think we've covered quite a bit in our short time together, and I am sure our listeners and our friends will appreciate the information we shared. Hopefully, Ben and I have done a good job at making LA visit sound a bit more manageable and less overwhelming to where at least you know where to start. We know you're going to have a great time in LA. And for those of you who weren't so sure about coming to this year's ATA's conference, well, we hope we're able to convince you to just come here and join the party. That's right. And um, listeners should make sure to check out the forthcoming blog post about the tips and tricks we talked about today. And stay tuned for more conference information, both on the conference website and on ATA social media. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for your time. And I will see you at the conference. Thank you, Jesse. I'm looking forward to seeing you and everyone else as well.